Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. not so much of a of a new year's resolution because we're well into the new year it's more of a new leaf that i'm trying to turn over which is i'm just not wasting my time anymore like i'm i'm trying to conserve bandwidth as best i can um and i'm certainly not trying to give my time to situations or individuals that have not shown themselves to be worthy of it or have not reciprocated that same level of commitment and so last night, Michael, uh, on our last day of our latest vacation, uh, first I was binge watching Abbott Elementary with Maya, which was awesome. Yeah. She was cracking up as much as okay. I was. Then I checked in on the Lakers. And boy, was that a mistake. Uh, because I went from one of the best shows on television in Abbott Elementary to the Lake Show, or should I call it the Shit Show? Because that's what it's become. Um, and shame on me for falling for the moral victory against Golden State and the victory over Utah prior to the All-Star break and thinking that, oh, there's, a, there's, there's light maybe at the end of this here tunnel. Because the Lakers are back on that Paula Abdul thing, which we've talked about, right? So now they've lost their last two games, both of them since the All-Star break, to so the Clippers and last night at the crib, they get the Briggs beat off in about 28 to the Pelicans. They're getting booed at Crypto.com Arena. That's what it's called now, right? They're getting booed. Stop that. And not Stop just getting it. booed. Staples. But they're going staples. at it with fans. There's camera angles and people, you know, everybody got their camera phones out. There's camera right, angles right. of them going at it with fans. It's, it's ugly and it's only going to get uglier. It's so ugly, in fact. So thankfully, I didn't stay with them long because I knew how last night's show was yeah. going to end. They, they weren't, I knew they weren't coming back against the Pelicans. They're two and a half games ahead of the Pelicans. You knew. For I, the I, tenth. I, 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 hold on. Can I pause you right there? I, I just want to just kick something back to you. You said, I knew they weren't coming back against the Pelicans. That's how bad it is. I knew they weren't coming back against the, against Pelicans, the Pelicans, who, who, who are two and a half games behind them. Lately. Right. Who two and a half games them, behind them. Uh, for ahead. the 10th spot, the 10th and final okay. playoff spot. Yeah. I, I told you a long time ago that how I shifted how I view this Lakers team this year, and I was only viewing it through the prism of LeBron James and appreciating his yeah. greatness in year 19 at age 37. Like for me, the ship yeah. has long since sailed on this team as contender, which they were in the preseason on paper. Now, brother, I'm here to tell you I am actively and openly rooting against them to miss the plan, which I think is a very real possibility given their, the rest of their schedule. I mean, just sure. this week coming up, they got the Mavs, the Clippers, yeah, and the Warriors. Yeah. That's just this week. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They, I, I, I would so much rather prefer the Spurs, the Blazers, or the aforementioned Pelicans. Give me somebody Pelicans, in the play-in. Give me somebody in the play-in that's actually hungry, that actually wants to be there. Because what incenses me, what drives me crazier than anything else in life is people half-assing it. 
half-assing it, mailing it in, is the easiest way to turn me off. Which is why once I saw that the Lakers were once again checked out last night, I checked out on them. So the sh- the, the less they have to be relevant, Michael, the better. The less they have to be relevant, the better. I don't want them in the plan. And if they should happen to make the plan, I hope they're put out of their misery very quickly. Because they're the Lakers and because they have LeBron, we have to talk about them. But I don't want to talk about right. them any well, more than necessary. Well, you know, this is where I disagree with you. I think even though they are. And uh, you win the bet, by the way. I'm all, hey, and you get to win the bet. Well, you get your wine from Mark Spears, So there's that too. No, no, I don't want, I don't want to celebrate yet. I mean, I, I, I'm expecting it. I'm expecting uh, in April. Uh, early May, I'm expecting a case of some good stuff because you know Mark Spears can afford it. So, and he's out there. He's a California guy. He's a wine country guy. I'm expecting the good stuff from Mark Spears because I bet him that the Lakers would not get out of the first round of the real playoffs. Have to play in the real playoffs. They wouldn't get I out of the you, first wait, round. Wait, I thought you. Wait, I thought you. I thought you dropped it so they wouldn't make the playoffs. Because remember the last no, no, time he, wanted he was me on, to. he was he, he was to, trying to take to count the play in. Remember he was trying to count the play in. He was playoffs. trying to. Yeah, he was trying to. Oh, okay. And I'm just well, you say, wouldn't look good. And, 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 and you just said that. And you, you know you got a losing. You know you got a losing back. No, no, no. I look good because I'm just. I got everything covered. Hey, they may make a late season run. I You're can't more make. Than I covered. can't make up You're for that. You're more than covered. They may. Yeah. They, they may. They may win eight of their last ten to secure like the number nine spot in the conference and qualify for the play-in. Good luck with so, that. So I don't know about that, but I would say this: you have to pay. Even though the Lakers are a bad show. A bad movie, a bad production, a bad idea, a bad experiment, a bad pilot, whatever you want to call it, even though they're all those bad things, they do have a superstar. And he's arguably, he's arguably uh, the greatest player we've ever seen. I'm not saying he definitely is. He arguably is the greatest player we've ever seen. And we've got to keep up with him. As you said, you got to view everything through the prism of LeBron. And so you can't separate LeBron from the team that he created. He's a co-creator at the very least. You want to keep talking about movie terms? He's a co-executive producer of this along with Rob Palenka. Even more so uh, than his head coach, Frank Vogel. Yeah. But I don't know. But I think it's Palenka. I think it's Palenka and LeBron and Rich Paul. Okay, let's say How about that? Don't forget Rich Paul. Uh, It's an ensemble cast. all, All creating this roster. And because he's created this, and he breathed life into it and then tried to walk away like you. See, here's the difference. He tried to be like us. He's an extraordinary player. He's an extraordinary performer. But then when things start to go bad, he tried to walk away as if he the has the same here. rights that we do. As <laughs> if he has the right to do it. And I'm going to say, when I you know go back to the arguably the greatest player, you know how I feel about it. But now I have to consider, when you're talking about the greatest of the greats, we nitpick not really talking about huge differences. Whoever like the best player is in NBA history and the fifth best player. There's not a huge gulf between one and five. So I got a nitpick on everything. I'm not going to say Michael Jordan's teams never missed the playoffs because they did early in his career. Mm-hmm. But I will say I didn't. I never heard Jordan just kind of distance himself from his team. And that's what LeBron did. When they lost that game, who they lose to? Oh, Milwaukee. When they lost that game, we were out, we were out in LA. And he said, Oh, I could have told you that before the game. That that they're a long way. We're not on their level. level. Yeah. Yeah. And will you get there this year? No, probably not. No, wait a minute, man. Hold on, hold on. That's not truth telling. 
it's truth telling if you're if you're saying it from where we sit. But from where you are and you're the greatest player in the world or one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Don't tell me there's nothing that can be done about these Lakers that you produce baby. You're the, you're the, you're the not, daddy. That's of not dis- that's not distancing himself from the team. Yes, it, him saying him saying I don't push the buttons him trying to fool us into believing that they just solicit his opinion instead of his word being gospel. Okay, that's distancing himself from this problem. That's absolving himself of responsibility. And I don't feel he was just being realistic. I I, I didn't I didn't mind going back to we're not on a championship level yet. That's being realistic. What bothers me is that there's no there's no need for him to distance himself from his fellow players because they're already distant. Russell Westbrook one one assist seven turnover last night. Russell Russell. I think it's more than realistic to assume that at this point there's nothing the Lakers could do to get to a level of championship contender from a personnel standpoint. There's personnel and there's personality. Personnel wise, and this goes back to all the passive aggressive things he said during the All-Star break, his fingerprints as we know <laughs> are very much are very much on this Lakers roster. Personality wise, now here's where I think you and I are on the same line is watching yeah. his leadership or lack thereof right now because he has to be held accountable. We, I mean, as much as we can enjoy his brilliance and him playing center and all the great numbers he's putting up and the ageless wonder that he is, this is his team on and off the court. This is his organization for all intents and purposes, and he does yeah. have to be held responsible for their lethargic at best effort level. Like the again, my issue is look, Russell Westbrook is who he is. It's a bad fit. We know that Anthony Davis is hurt. It's a bad fit. We know like the roster is poorly constructed. We know that they don't shoot threes well to begin with. And then there's night like last night where they can't hit the broad side of a barn. We know all these things, but for them to be indifferent and or incompetent when it comes to their craft last night to the tune of 23 turnovers where Russell Westbrook is saying after the game. Yeah, teams know the, the scouting report on us. Just play hard. And eventually we're gonna fold. Or even Frank Vogel. Oh, yeah, you know, the team went on a run and our guys kind of started to, 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 to get down on themselves. This is an yeah, old, yeah. veteran, accomplished team. And that starts with LeBron. So that's where I would blame him more than anything because the roster, okay, you went, you get some of them right, you get some of them wrong. He should have known this was gonna be a bad fit with Russell Westbrook. But guess what? A lot of us fell for that particular banana in the tailpipe. A lot of us in the offseason, I don't remember if you did, but they were the betting favorite to come out of the Western Conference. With yeah, him, which is funny, uh, Westbrook yeah. and Anthony Davis. Looking back, it seems crazy, but what you what what cannot be explained away, what you cannot distance yourself from, to borrow that phrase, is just is mailing it in. And last night, they all looked like they were ready to go to Cancun, and that's why I'm saying, please, if the basketball gods have any mercy, they will put this team out of their misery either before the play-in or during the play-in. Put the rest of us out of our misery so we don't have to watch it. I'm more than happy to talk about the macro, Michael. I'm more than happy to talk about yeah. what it means in the long term for LeBron James if he's in yeah. LA for the long haul, like he says he is. If he's gonna link up with Bronny, what the what Rob Palenka's future is, or what have you. I'm more than interested in talking about that. But this iteration That's of the easy. Lakers are done. No, uh, uh, they are. They are. They are dead. But <clears throat> because they don't want to be anything else, it's too easy to talk about the macro for this team right now. I want them to sit in the discomfort for a little bit. I want to talk about the hearing now. You want to sleep in this bed that he made? I do. I do. I do. I want them to deal with this because uh, one of the things, and uh, 
you young uh, you young journalists out there don't don't fall for this when you're covering a team and you're covering a bad team like the Lakers what will happen the head coach will say hey we've got to do better and we've got to make sure this ha- is happening the stars will say uh, like West, Russell Westbrook did. Hey, teams know that we'll fold in the fourth quarter or, or we won't uh, match their effort. LeBron, you know, we've got to do better. No, 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 no. Who are you talking about? I want specifics. Who are you talking about? Frank, are you talking about yourself? Frank Vogel, did you not have the team prepared? LeBron James, who's we? Uh, Russell Westbrook, who's we? Is it you? That's why have I can't wait. The, as the, as have the have author of the, the big three, as, a, as yeah. the author of the big three among your eight books, I can't wait for it all to come out in the wash. Because like, could right. you imagine the level of dysfunction that we aren't privy to within that locker room, within right. that organization? Yeah. Given what we know, imagine well, what we don't know. I think we know. I think what I think we know what's happening. And what we know is, look, uh, okay. Uh, let, let's let, for those who don't know. All right, you know, I, I, I'm Michael Holly. This is Michael Smith. Thanks for joining the program. This is brother from another. Uh, we're we're on Sirius uh, XM uh, Channel 85, Peacock TV. Uh, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Now, Michael Smith thinks that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time, right? Uh, I'm yes. Michael Holly. I believe that LeBron James uh, is the greatest player of all time. But I also think that he is one of the great um, strategists, one of the great media strategists, uh, one of the great uh, influencers in professional sports. So he has certain things on his side. He has the he, he knows how to work the media. He, he knows how to do it and he has people everything who know he how says to do is it. intentional. Everything so, is intentional. So all of these things he can start he can he can he can shift it here and shift it there. But look, we got to come back to this is a this is a failure. This is a failure for LeBron James. This season is on him first and foremost. It's on him. I mean, this is his I, you know, nothing is there by accident on the Lakers. Is this his, this is his head coach? This is his point guard. The the number uh, the four. I don't know if it's his head coach. I don't know if it's his head coach. It was a little more. Not not everybody was dying to take what the Lakers were offering. I think Jason Kidd, if I'm not mistaken, was his head coach. But you were but continue. Okay. Well, but I'm saying continue. okay. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not his number one choice. Frank Vogel is not there if LeBron James doesn't want him there. You agree with that? Oh, and, and even no, if it, probably. So yeah. let's yeah. say let's say you got four options. You got the uh, you got the top top of the budget. And you now, got the, now wait, you know, I'm sorry. Low, when, when, you, when you say option. this is a failure, when you say this is a failure, you're talking about this season or this Lakers relationship? Because they got a championship. Oh no, this season. Oh no, this season. Okay. This oh, season. this season. This oh, okay. season. This season. Right. This season. Okay. No, no, no. Because that same Frank Vogel whole, was the coach when they won a championship. Just yeah, but in okay. Fairness, in the name of all fairness. right. So if if you don't if you don't think that this is the guy who can who can roll with you. Le- LeBron, LeBron picked everything on the team. He, 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 everything. He picked the drapes. Uh, okay, he, he picked the, uh, the the rugs. Everything is here because LeBron. It, it, even the coasters on the table. If you if you're in the coasters, he picked the coasters. He did everything. So I, I just don't like when a great player like this. I understand if you don't think it's a championship roster. I get it. But I don't like just backing away from it, saying, "Oh, I don't know uh, the whole shrug oh, beats me." Uh, I don't know yeah, what, what what we can do. That's dishonest. No, well, yeah. it's but not a, not only is it disingenuous, it's where is your where is your fire? Drag this team, drag them to the playoffs, and say, "I've done all I can do." We've seen this before. 
We've seen this with players who are less than LeBron, who are lesser than LeBron. Hey, even Anthony Davis with his injured self. Even Anthony Davis did it twice in New Orleans. He dragged the Pelicans yeah. to like the, the, the number eight, the number eight spot. He There's, did it only a couple times. No, look, no, couple I'm times. with you. I mean, Le, we've seen younger LeBron take bad Drag teams to there. places where they shouldn't yeah. go. But I don't know. Do, I don't I mean, know if this particular dry bones. In. I don't know if this particular set of dry bones can be spoken to. I don't know if this particular water can be turned into wine, which again still lays at the king's feet. All I know is it's going to get worse before cheek it gets wine. better. And ultimately, why I don't Irish believe. Road. I ultimately, I don't believe anything anybody's saying right now. So LeBron could say, "Oh, y'all took my praise for Sam Presti and my I could see anything." in the future about going back to Cleveland and I want to play my son. Y'all took all that blew it out of proportion. It's this, that, and the other. I don't care about any meetings with the Lakers brass and Rich Paul. If they miss the playoffs this year, it is open season on the fodder and speculation about LeBron's long-term future. I know he's got one more year with the Lakers, but for him to be like, oh, I'm confident they can build a championship team around me. Based on what? Not this year. And ain't nobody coming with a bailout, brother. Nobody's coming with a bailout. Yeah. Why, nobody like and if you're the Lakers nor should you be falling over yourself to compromise yourself long term because you're on his timeline and on his program. No, it ain't F them picks though. No, we can't be giving up picks to get John Wall Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you're right Michael. Maybe they have no choice but to sleep in this bed that they made and that starts with LeBron. I love it. I, I love it. I, I love the uh, the media reports. You see the one and Lakers feel like they do have options. They got the expiring contract of Russell Westbrook. They got two first round picks. And like in the next 100 years, they got two first rounders. And you then they got, uh, they, got Horton. Ones. Then they got Don't Horton. They got Horton game. And the expiring okay. contract of Russell Westbrook. Ask the Rockets how that's working out. Like, I mean, like, ain't nobody <laughs> fall over themselves <laughs> to give up something significant for Russell Westbrook. If, if they could have traded him, they'd have done it already. That's right. 's and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever what's that mean it means never cutting corners ever it means cooking not processing it means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection then twice baked to layer the flavors it takes more time but you can taste the difference we come to work every day to do it the right way even if it's the hard way because if it's not right for us it's not right for you Deets and Watson it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm very appreciative of all those that uh, are pushing 
behind the scenes to to make our world a better place. And um, you know, with everything calming down with the COVID cases, and uh, you know, most important thing for me was just making sure everybody was okay. And uh, you know, I've, I've been on uh, record saying this that it's not about me. I, I don't want to feel like it's it's all on me, but um, you know, the circumstances this year have not been ideal. Uh, but I'm glad that things are kind of settling down and, and there's light at the end of the tunnel here and uh, hopefully I can get back on that home floor and playing in the Barclays and, and now we can finally have that conversation that you've been dying to have uh, just about you know turning the page and, and moving forward uh, beyond this. So that was Saturday night uh, after Kyrie dropped 38 on the Bucks in a win um, but that light at the end of the tunnel um, was more of a flicker so today, New York City Mayor Eric Adams said that he will not make an exception for Kyrie Irving to play home games for the Nets as the city begins to roll back COVID-19 vaccine mandates. He said, quote, listen, I want Kyrie on the court. I would do anything to get that ring so badly. I want it. But there's so much at stake here. I spoke with the owner of the team. We want to find a way to get Kyrie on the court. But this is a bigger issue. Now, he said all this on CNBC. He said, I can't have my city closed down again. It would send the wrong message just to have an exception for one player when we're telling countless number of New York City employees, if you don't follow the rules, you won't be able to be employed. That's not the right thing to do. Um, he also went on to say, I don't know who thought of putting such a ridiculous rule in place. This is when uh, he was challenged with the fact that the contradiction of unvaccinated non-New York athletes can come in and play, right. but not unvaccinated residents. And also, based on the rollbacks we're already seeing in New York, Kyrie can enter the Barclays Center as a spectator, unvaccinated, but can't play. And so Adams went on to say, I don't know who thought of putting such a ridiculous rule in place of unvaccinated away teams can come in and play when our teams from New York can't, but these are the rules and I have to follow the rules. If I don't, I'm going to open the door that is sending the wrong message to everyday employees. Look, man, I get all of that, but it's, it's gotten me to a point, Michael, where I feel sorry for Kyrie Irving. Now, if that ain't a 180 from where we were at the very beginning of this Kyrie yeah, Irving something. controversy, that's I don't something. know what is. And the reason I feel sorry for him, like, okay, take, take vaccinated or unvaccinated, take this pandemic, take whoever Kyrie Irving claims to be speaking for, take all that and put that over there. All right, I'm strictly talking about logic, reason and most important consistency. How can a guy, how can a players who may be unvaccinated from other cities perform in the arena, but Kyrie can't, how can he enter the arena as a spectator, but not as a player? Like if you're going to have a rule, it needs to be consistent. Right. And this is, but he's trying to enforce or, or, or enforce a rule or enforce a bad rule it consistently enforce a bad rule. And so, you know, I feel bad that Kyrie Irving is at the mercy of a flawed mandate, you know, of, of a flawed executive order, like setting aside what I think Kyrie Irving should do with his body. That's that's right. that's we've, that, we've had that conversation. We've long since had that conversation. We've turned the page on that conversation. How this isn't fair. This is not fair. So some would say, oh, it's real simple. Michael Kyrie should just get vaccinated. Okay, that that's fine. And that's true. That was a simple solution that Kyrie Irving could undertake right, right now. And we're not even having yeah. this conversation. But since he is unvaccinated, and since you are telling me that people who are unvaccinated from out of town can play, and since you are telling me that Kyrie can enter the building unvaccinated and watch his team play, how is this supposed to make sense? Make it make sense. 
I'm confused. Help me understand, Michael. I can't. I can't make. I, I can't uh, explain that one away because you're right. Uh, it is a bad rule. It wasn't well thought out. And with any rule, you got to think of it. Uh, you got to think of the people who will support it, what they think of it, and you got to think of people who will have a problem with it. And as you go through that process, putting yourself in multiple positions to make sure you've got everything covered, you'll see the loophole that you just pointed out. And you see the inconsistency and it doesn't make sense. It is a bad rule. Period. It's a bad rule. But can we talk about bad logic too? Can we talk the bad logic of Kyrie sure. Irving? This has just gone too far. I, I, I we got we gotta stop this. We gotta stop this. This just really drives me crazy. So Kyrie Irving, as we know, is a brilliant basketball player. I don't use the term lightly. He is. He's a brilliant performer. Uh, he's and he's able to do things. He does he does some things, especially at his size. You know, a six three guy, six two, six three, being able to, to get his shot off at the rim consistently without, you know, just drawing it up over his head and hoping it doesn't get blocked. I mean, he knows what he's doing, and he is. I know he always talks about the art, enjoy the art. He really is an artist. But the artist uh, is full of it when it comes to he used the word trauma. Use the word trauma when talking about his situation and the situation linking it to the situation that other people are going through those who are, who are dealing with uh, these mm -hmm. mandates. Hey, accept the mandate or be unemployed. It's not analogous mm -hmm. like Kyrie Irving situation is not analogous to anybody else's in New York City. Okay, number one, let me just I, I hate to just throw this off with details. There's no vaccine mandate in the NBA. Let me say it again. The NBA does not have a vaccine mandate. It does not right. exist. The league does not make anyone who doesn't want to put anything in their body. They don't make you do it. That's sure. one. So that, that 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 alone puts them in a different category than everybody else. But also for an employer who says, yeah, you don't have to do it, but your employment status will be a little different. Oh, he's not. He doesn't. He's not on the same plane with them either. His employer they've already told him initially. His employer told him initially, "Nah, nah, it's good. You're not gonna. We're not gonna be here uh, for home games. I mean, you're not gonna be here for rogue. You're not gonna be a part-time player." Then they came back and made him a part-time player. On top of that, he's got millions of dollars in reserve just in case. Okay, just I knew in you case. were gonna go there. So you hey, have forced hey, me now hey. to pl to play the world's smallest violin for Kyrie Irving. So I don't think that's okay. Let's fair. hear it. Because you, you said it's not, not you said it's not you said it's I don't think your commentary is because you're saying it's not analogous to the it's everyday not. New York City employee. Well, okay, if that's the case, Michael, absolutely nothing is analogous to real life when it comes to any of these guys playing any of these sports. Like I appreciate the literal logic nope. you're applying to it, but it's, it's no different than saying that somebody okay. Today, the deadline for a sport. Remember that sport, baseball. Remember that. Remember Major League I Baseball. Remember, remember that. I do remember. Okay. Do. So today, they're talking, talking in circles, and losing time and losing games or whatever. They try to salvage their sport, right? It's like the millionaires versus billionaires argument that the age-old argument about how nobody relates to labor disputes because the everyday person can never contemplate making that much money to play a quote-unquote kids game, even though it's a job. Okay. Fine. Trauma fine. may trauma may have been a trigger word for you, understandably so, because at the yeah. end of the day, how much trauma has Kyrie Irving experienced 
especially relative to the real world trauma of all the lives and livelihoods that have paid. been lost. He's been getting as a paid. Result. Okay, but okay, that's his fault. He's getting paid because he's really good at basketball. No, no, it's not, a, no, it's not his it, fault. I think well, there's still my, my issue. But no, it's not his fault. Fine. What I'm saying, this is what I have a problem with. Don't make yourself out to be some. I, I'm representing. Some it's not about me. I'm rep. I'm <laughs> representing. Hey, I'm representing others. No, you're not representing. I'm speaking others. for the voiceless. You're, you're, you're not speaking for the voiceless because you're not the proper voice for the voiceless. You don't have their situation. It's completely mm. different. It's complete. Yeah. He may have an opinion on but it. So he's he's got I've already a, said he's got a right. He's got a right to his own opinion. Okay. I've already said if you, the voiceless he, are in the ground. The voiceless are in the morgue. The real voice. I've said that a right. long time ago. However, the so-called voiceless that he claims to be speaking for, I think many of them would beg to differ. Is he the perfect spokesperson for the unvaccinated? No, no he's not. However, I think the in, I think the overall frustration around the inconsistency, either as it relates to Got politics, it. as it relates to science, as it relates to law, as it relates to what you know, I think he is an, enough of an example of the general frustration around mandates. And this is somebody who is still wearing a mask, who is pro mask, and I, I, please boost me again, just for the record. Right. So you know how I feel about this personally. But I'm strictly talking about Kyrie Irving, and I think he has every right to feel. Hold on, don't let your head explode. Victimized by the inconsistency of these rules. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now he's still a rich victim. He's still a privileged victim. He still plays basketball ball for a living on the road. But nonetheless, I think there are plenty of people who relate to Kyrie as much as one can relate to a superstar uber rich professional athlete. So I hear where you're coming from, but I just I don't like saying like, you know, because they're an athlete, we shouldn't be able to relate to them because if you do that, you got to do that I across the that. board. I didn't say that. But I didn't say, say he doesn't represent. You said he doesn't represent. You said he doesn't represent the regular person's problems. Because in, in more be, or less. Because be, no, no. I said he doesn't represent this particular one because this is not a situation. Right. So he's trying to glom he's trying to glom onto this not because he's and I'd say this about somebody who was making, uh, you know, a tenth of what he's making. This is not his situation. He's talking about the people it's who have to deal livelihood. with mandates. It's people who have to deal with his livelihood is either to be more lucrative than somebody either, else's. It his, his their their mandate is do it or lose your job. That was never presented to him. Okay, Michael. If that's, that's the case, that's not, the, fi- the that's fine not is not even cal- the fine for violating the mandate is not even chump change to Joe Sy. It's all relative. It's, I, I, I get it, Michael. Like you're not crying any tears for Kyrie Irving, but I don't think that his. Again, I'm not here. I'm not here to talk about his why. I'm talking about the what and the where we are. I don't think that he is some kind of flawed sp- spokesperson in this context. Forget about the flaws in his, his general voice for the voiceless argument or whatever that means or whatever he's still researching. Trauma. But, trauma. but again, that, that's the word you had a problem with. Yeah. I imagine it is somewhat traumatic. Among others. Not enough for him to get the shot, but I imagine it is somewhat traumatic to not be able to do the thing you love. Again, man, you put me in a position to have to defend Kyrie Irving when I disagree with his no, personal sorry. choice, but guess what? It's a personal choice. It's his choice and he's made it and that ship has sailed. Right now, he should be able to play. If somebody can come into New York, 
from out of town unvaccinated and play. If he can go into the building and play, then they need to figure out a way to close these loopholes and be consistent across the board with this mandate. And yeah, whether he I, makes I, millions I or plays part time or not, that's inconsistent and that's unfair, just as it would be unfair to an everyday employee in New York City. Yeah, I, and I, I would think that the everyday employees who have dealt with the trauma of it, who have dealt with tough situations, I'm sure they would feel much better if their employer came to them and said, you know what? Now we're going to let you do this on your terms we, because you're so valuable. You're so talented. You can do it on your terms. We'll pay you. You can travel with us. We will say nice things about you. As a matter of fact, the number one person in the company will come out and speak on your behalf. That being the commissioner. So the commissioner <laughs> of the who, whoever, whoever the, the, the equivalent is the, the commissioner of your industry will come and speak on your behalf and you'll still get paid. I, okay, so I don't think anybody he's talking about, I don't think anybody can say, you know he, he what, can, bro? He's not speaking Thank to the you. common person. That happened to me. I, I think, I, I, that happened honestly, to me too. I think you're wrong on that. I Listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't spend a lot of time in the comment section. I don't listen to a lot of the people who think Kyrie is some kind of a martyr and some kind of a spokesperson for their cause. So I can't speak oh, with sure. authority on what I'm about to say, but I think there are a lot of people who, find, who relate to Kyrie Irving. Whether we like it or not, oh, no, whether no. we understand it okay. or not, there are a lot of people who, they despite the differences you just pointed out, relate to Kyrie Irving. And if they and if they That's wanted fair. those exceptions, be exceptional at basketball. Like I mean, we got okay. we're, we're talking about basketball at the end of the day. We're not talking about your every your everyday employee in New York City. There was a, there was okay, a loophole. This, this, they exploited it because he's that good. Look, listen, this is a show. We we hope to uh, hang out with you. We hope to uh, entertain you a little bit. Okay, we don't like to. Uh, giving you homework assignments, but I'm gonna give you two. Okay, I'm gonna give you a homework assignment, two-part homework assignment. This is me or for the viewers One, or the listeners. Just me? for the viewers, for for all of us. We maybe we all do it together. One, if somebody can explain how that rule in New York City makes sense, that unvaccinated players from the outside can come in and play, but those who were there in New York can't, or you can be unvaccinated and watch, but they, but but if you step a couple feet on the court now. You got the scarlet letter on you. If you can make that make sense for me, that's your one. That's your first homework assignment. I'll give you a nice blue book to explain yourself. But two, if you think Kyrie Irving represents you based on his city, if you can link his situation to yours, I'd love to hear it. It's not apples to apples, apples, but it's fruit. How about somewhere in the fruit bowl? I mean, a banana, a mango. Meanwhile, meanwhile, whatever you need. Unlike the Lakers. I need this team to just be whole because I need I need to see Durant, Kyrie, and Simmons for that matter, and Joe Harris on the court. So maybe, just maybe, I could squeeze back on that Nets bandwagon that I let go by see, when I said it's going to be one of the greatest what-ifs what in history. No, that's all. I just need to see this group together. I need to see this group together. I'm just oh, hold on, hold on. fascinated by seeing oh, this group 20 together. Oh, 20 seconds. 20 seconds time out. 20 seconds time out. 20 seconds. It's too good. We're going to break. It's not a continuation. It ain't a continuation. Okay, just... If they win a championship, like a bus? you don't get to celebrate. It doesn't come back? You don't, you don't get to celebrate. It, like a, it don't come don't back around celebrate. like the bus? You don't get to celebrate. No, no, no. no I mean, I, before, I have to get on That's the bus. Over. If I get back on the bus, I can celebrate. I gave up my you seat. You get back on the bus. But if the Nets get like, Durant back and Harris back, and now they got Goran Dragic too. Why do you keep saying And Ben Simmons plays. I know it's a lot of ifs. I know it's a lot of ifs. <laughs> why you don't? Hold on. Why do you keep saying Joe I wish Harris, if was the fifth at this point. Why do you keep saying that? I'm sorry. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Don't put him in the same. Don't put him in the same sentence as Durant. It's just it's silly. Come he, on. Don't do that. He's hurt. He's hurt. That's the sentence. Okay. Sentence of That's people who are hurt and missing right now. 
who, okay. are, who are out. Durant, Simmons, Harris, out. Key pieces. Let me find that bus schedule. I'm getting back on it. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So as I watch this unstoppable new duo of Joel Embiid and James Harden um, destroy the Knicks after destroying the Timberwolves, um, I'm going to tell you, man, I kind of lost a little sleep. I kind of lost a little sleep uh, over the last couple of days. Tell me why. Since Harden made his debut Friday night, because I just kept kicking myself. Because I'm just like, what was I thinking? What in the world was I thinking? Even questioning this fit. What was I thinking? Questioning whether James Harden and Joel Embiid, whether or not they would fit together perfectly offensively. Because James Harden, say what you want about him, and he had a lot to say over the weekend about what kind of a teammate he believes he is. Let me emphasize that. Right, what right, kind of a teammate right. he believes he is. Between those lines, he is a crisp white shirt. He is a pair of brown lace-ups. He is a pair of Air Jordan 1s. Harden goes with everything. His game right. complements everybody. He can play with anybody. Whether he gets along with anybody over the long term, over the long haul, is another conversation, but well. for him to come in again and his first two games, he's had at least 25 points and 10 assists with a new team. Nobody else has done that. As a matter of fact, he had a stat line yesterday that no Sixer had ever done in franchise history. This is his second game. Yesterday, he had 27. Uh, no, I'm sorry. In the first game he played, he had 27. 12 and 8. Yesterday he had 16 assists. So he's turned back into James Harden, the point guard, along with the guy parading to the free throw line, along with the guy who's scoring. Here's the wildest stat that I saw. Here's the wildest stat. The wildest stat is that Harden already has the same number of made three pointers as a 76er, five, as Ben Simmons had 
in 275 like, career you know, games. Like, you know, it's like, a wild like, stat. You know, people are it's a wild people stat. Are you know, like, you know, it's me. No, that's just facts. Mean. You know, that's, that's, just, that's just facts. It's really too bad. But that's, that's, that's really not, that's not, you know, that. That's just you know, presented without somebody, comment. I just said it was a wild yeah, stat. Yeah, yeah. I know you did. So, I know you did. Here's what yeah. makes me feel better. Here's why I was able to sleep well is because I wasn't alone. I wasn't alone in my ignorance because there were a lot of people. I, I may have said, I'm not sure if Harden and Embiid are the perfect fit. There were a lot of people immediately afterward. Oh, the Nets won that trade. Nets won that trade. Are you sure? Are what, you certain? What were you just talking about? Hold on. Before you were talking about the oh, crisp white shirt that... And before you just talk oh, about the crisp white shirt that sometimes has tie-dye, uh, you know, kind of poking through. Oh, you thought it was a white shirt, but it's got tie-dye sometimes in a certain kind of light. Uh, those brown shoes, sometimes they have like a little yellow streak on those brown lace-ups. Those Jordans are like Air Johnsons. Remember those cheap ones? When your parents couldn't afford it. Hello, right here. Couldn't afford to get you the Air Jordans. They gave you the Air Johnsons, the Air Jeffersons. You know, they're not quite the real thing. Look, James Harden, the reason you're having those thoughts about James Harden is because he's unreliable. He can play with anybody. Ask Russell Westbrook. Ask Chris Paul. Ask Dwight Howard. He can wait, play with anybody. Wait, wait, really? wait, wait, Are you wait, sure? wait. Yes. Are you sure? Wait a minute. Uh, Are you sure? Michael. Okay. Michael. Okay. Set, okay. I said I even I even I gave you the full picture. I know. I know whether or not he can get along with them long term is another well, conversation. But, but what they but did on the court together, he and Chris Paul gelled good enough to, if not for a Chris Paul injury, to damn near derail Golden State's dynasty in the playoffs. But he and Russell Michael, Westbrook for that played great until Russell Westbrook got hurt. Okay, he and listen, Dwight Howard sounds... went to the playoffs. He has never not succeeded, even going into the Nets experiment. He has never not succeeded in blending in with a teammate. He may have a short attention span with that teammate. He may rub rub them the wrong way for his work habits or his off the court interests or the club, the clubbing he likes to do or his travel plans. Right. All of that stuff but is fair game. Though. But from a basketball standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah he has always. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? But, but see, why can't, why can't we point out the fact this, that his game we, we adapts to whoever? Because what you're trying to do, you're trying to do a very, um, it's advanced. Not it's trying to do anything. It's an event. Well, what you're doing. Okay, you're not trying to do it. You're doing it. You're doing a very advanced exercise in which James Harden, the basketball player is separated from his personality. So we can get to look at his game. We ignore all the things that make up James Harden. No, and then we I say, didn't well, separate. If you take that. Well, but you I are separated. Saying, I said I said there's two James. things. I said there are two things. I, I, I literally did not separate it. I acknowledged but one and, and complimented the other. One, it, it comes with it. The other one comes with the package. They, they can't be two separate things. They can't be two separate things because no, the basketball two things player can exist. Is the basketball player is is one entity? So James Harden, everything that comes with James Harden, including all the good stuff. The seamless game. The game goes to everybody, and he can pass yes. and he can score. Yes, and gets in line. That yes. is that's real and that has been successful. That's real. That's but now you got to right. put and now you got to right again breathe life into him and, because that's him. And but that's going to be a factor. Go ahead. Go ahead. And that will okay, be a maybe his the person maybe the per, it will be. It always is. Okay. It is. So it far so good. So far so good. Sure. 
Sure, this. But and, so and far, they, you know, and look, and it's the Timberwolves with all due respect, and the Knicks. So there wasn't a whole lot of people that's actually going to, you know, exploit any you know, kind of weaknesses on the part of on a part of the Sixers. But w- what we've seen so far, all I'm saying is, okay, that questions about how Embiid and Harden would mesh were answered emphatically, okay. immediately. Listen. They, he can so play with anybody. Play with Durant. Play with Kyrie. He can play with anybody. Can they put up with him indefinitely? Will he do something to annoy them? Will he end up wanting to be a free agent and, and have a wandering eye? Who knows? Will he and Embiid clash in the, in the locker room? We'll see. I'm acknowledging all of that, but I'm saying you can say what you want about him as a personality. The dude's game is unassailable. The dude's game is well, I don't know about that. I can't, I can't is beyond can't reproach. Well, I know you don't like Ooh. it aesthetically, but oh. his his game his game oh. is above reproach when it comes to its productivity. Okay. That cannot be debated. We should do this. We should have a Ask Joel Embiid. You... Don't ask me. Don't take my word for it. Ask Joel Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, ask, ask Joel Embiid. Okay, but even beyond that, we should do a James Harden in case you missed it. You know, it was way back in 2022, way back when, remember that year, when James Harden said, as a member of the Nets, this is how good we are. This is how good we can be. Uh, you know, it, 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 essentially the same thing he said, like unstoppable, the same stuff. And when he first got to Brooklyn, when he first got to Brooklyn way back in 2021, uh, hey, we're great. Hey, we, you know, hey, we play like this, just watch out. It, you, 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 we just we just scratching the surface earlier this year. This is how good we are. And now he's in Philadelphia talking about how great it is and he's a great teammate. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. This is what wait I'll for do. I'll be a little different. You're, say, you're saying you're saying wait for it. I, yep, I'll be done, but I'm gonna enjoy it this time. Other times I was just like actively rooting for him. Well, to fail. <laughs> okay. well, so <laughs> now, okay, and, and, now, and, and now, that gets to the point. So he had you got yourself a Rams bangle. You're getting yourself a Rams bangle situation. You know that right now, though. No, I'm not doing that. 29, Nets, 29 points, well, you 16 are. assists. You are. No, I'm not. No, 29 points, 16 assists, and 10 rebounds on Sunday. I just want to make sure I reiterated the stat. First player ever to have 25 and 10 in each of his first two games with a new team. All right. Look at what Tyrese Maxey is doing. Now they haven't figured out, uh, you know, everybody. I mean, Tobias Harris still has to find his footing. But Tyrese Maxey is killing it. Your problem, Michael, this is the last thing I'll say because we can go to break after this. You, you can respond and we'll go to break and we'll talk more about this with Kurt Healing from Pro Basketball Talk later on. So we don't have to, you know, empty the entire clip now. But you know what your problem is? You don't let shit go. That's your problem, especially when it comes to That's James Harden or people. You That's don't let really stuff go. Funny. And no, and wait, that is, that is pot meat kettle. That is a glass house right. throwing bricks. That oh is, it takes God. one to know one. That's take. I fully acknowledge that. Fully acknowledge that. Okay? Right. We have that in common. So your issue is you are waiting for it to end badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. You are waiting for the, end, the, the inevitable end of the movie that you saw in Houston, that you saw in Brooklyn, where something goes wrong and James Harden blames everybody else. It may happen. In the meantime, these two dudes are devastating. And all I'm saying is, I don't know why people were so quick to be like, at least I said that they got the best player in the trade. I thought that Simmons, who ain't played yet, I thought that Simmons was right. the better fit. When I'm forgetting that again, crisp white shirt, 
brown lace ups, Jordan ones, black jeans, goes with everything. James Harden goes with everybody, which is probably why he's been able to make the rounds and be the serial yeah, monogamous that's that a, he and that's is. a problem because he can play with everybody. That's a problem. Yeah, he goes with everybody too. He goes with everybody. Like you know, remember like did y'all say that back in New Orleans? Hey, you going with her? Yeah, we go together. Like, that's your yeah, we go, to, oh, we go oh, together. We, oh, we talk. Yeah. We used to say we talk. Oh, yeah, y'all we talking. talking. Yeah. We talking. Yeah. We talking. We talking. Yeah. We we in negotiations. Yeah. We're about to go together. Yeah. So he goes with everybody. He's like uh he's like uh, you know, uh, somebody who's been with everybody, which is which is what he's done. But you know, you said something about it. I'm glad you just said this. Um, I'm waiting for the inevitable. His coach now, his current coach, Doc Rivers said about uh, their championship, that one championship Doc won in Boston. He said, I know this about a championship. You got to go through some crap. You ain't yeah. going to win it without going through some crap. Yeah, yeah and it ain't going to all be roses. Yeah, yeah. So it's if you're games. telling me he kind of, he tends to wilt when the crap happens, okay, it's a bad fit. No, he's gonna have what to, I'm saying. They're going to have to get through here's it. What I, gonna have to here's get through what I'm that. saying. Here's what I'm saying. They were close a lot in Houston. I think we forget that because of the overall narrative that we've perpetuated in Brooklyn. It fell apart for a lot of reasons. Some of them James Harden. Yeah, one thing about this dude. Essentially, he's almost Randy. He's almost Randy Moss like no, not just him. He's almost Randy Moss like he's on. We just finished talking about Kyrie being our vaccinated. He's almost Randy Moss like when he wants to play when when James Harden is motivated and wants to play you get in triple doubles or you get an MVP on the nightly. So he, he checked out in Brooklyn, just like he checked out in Houston. I get it if you don't want to just overlook that. But when he's checked in, when he's engaged, tell me who's better than him in the Eastern Conference. Tell me who's better than Philadelphia right. in the Eastern Conference right now with those two. We'll who see. do you like better in the Maybe East Brooklyn. than those two? Who do I like? Uh, well, that's different. But Brooklyn could be better. Brooklyn might be better with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They might be. But you know what's funny? <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's, uh, it's something. They gave up eight first round picks for this dude. Eight first round picks last year. F them picks, man. Eight. F them picks. Eight. And now they got. Now they're only down six. So they got two bad. So they got a deficit of six. Thanks, James. Thanks. You just don't Thanks like James Harden, man. You just don't like James Harden. Thanks for your commitment. You don't like his game. You don't like his fashion choices. You don't I like, do like his beard. Choices. You just don't like, I like the beard. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the beard. I wish I could. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
You know, I don't know when this relationship between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals is going to end. I don't know exactly how. I do know how, as in badly. Um, and I just know that it will end. Because um, the writing's on the wall. And, and worse than on the wall, the writing's on the internet. The writing it came in the form of a statement from Kyler Murray's agent, Eric Burkhardt. Now, I'm not an agent. And far be it from me to tell somebody how to do his or her proverbial job or particular right. job. But this ain't it. And this ain't it. Because if this is what you have to resort to, then there's even if you somehow come to terms on a long-term contract agreement, there is already a seed of distrust. There is a seed of discontent. There is already something about this dynamic that has made you think as the player and the player's representative, he works for the player. So this is Kyler Murray right. too. This is not just the agent. This is Kyler, with Kyler Murray's blessing that you right. think yeah. that it helps negotiations to tell the organization in the form of a public statement that actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business to tell the world that we have given the Cardinals a long-term contract proposal that Kyler Murray wants to be there. This is worse than scrubbing your entire Instagram of all things Cardinals. I don't know about that, but it's that, bad. It's bad. Well, it's here's bad. why. <laughs> because okay, at least at least the former, at least the former, at least the, the, the scrubbing of the Instagram leaves yeah, room yeah. for interpretation and can be cleared up quite simply. They have taken negotiations public, which is negotiating 101 Cardinal pun intended Cardinal sin. That is, this is a cardinal sin to take a negotiation public. But again, what is it about this negotiation or the difference in how the Cardinals view Kyler versus how Kyler views Kyler? What is it about it that's forced him to resort to this? This is extreme. And there's no coming back from this. So your friend with your franchise quarterback, especially three years in, if you ain't already got a long term deal, number one, you ain't already got a long-term deal. That's a red flag. We're talking about red flags on social media these days. Red flag number one. You ain't got a long-term deal with your number one overall pick three years in. That's number one. Number two, if you got to take it public, if you got to put our business in the street, bro, in front of my wife and everything, if you got to say, <laughs> action speaks right. louder than words, like you, tr- you, you trying to hold their feet to the fire publicly, bro, I don't care if they even if they come to a contract, there will always be a level of animus that I don't know that there's a number well, that can put this proverbial toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, something's see, that's wrong the here. That, that look, clearly something's wrong. When you start when you start making statements and you're not talking to each other, you're talking for a spin. You're talking for uh, a, a particular position. So this is all about leverage. The court, and, and the quarterback, Michael. Yeah. Real quick, the quarterback. Yes. This ain't a wide receiver. Yeah, this is the right. quarterback. This is the face of your franchise. It ain't supposed to come to this. Yeah. See, it's not it's not Murray talking to the Cardinals and the Cardinals talking to Murray. It's Murray talking to the fans with the Cardinals just kind of being there. He's just kind of like it's like a little bank shot. I'm gonna bank the Cardinals, but I'm really going here. I'm really talking to them. And the Cardinals are doing the same thing. You know, Michael Bidwell's doing yeah. the same thing, talking about Kyler. Yeah. Not really talking to Kyler, talking to the fans. Hey, this is what we've done. We want him here. 
So they're trying Sources, to set up their position. Off the record. You said all that stuff. Yeah. You said there's no coming back for, uh, from this. That's the problem. Somebody is going to be on that altar. Somebody's going to be sacrificed. So if Kyler Murray is there, then the head coach's probably not there. Like somebody's going to pay the price for it because you're right. They can't if he signs the with coach? them. He, or head coach, general, somebody, somebody's going to pay the price for mm. this. So if they if they hold on to Murray, then this is not the team around them. If they hold on to the team and they say we stand with Steve Kime, we stand with Cliff Kingsbury, then Kyler Murray is probably going somewhere else. But yeah, this is really bad. You know, like you just don't. And you get to this point, it, it doesn't help anybody. Um, it, it, and maybe that's the point. Maybe they're not really trying to do what's best for the Cardinals. They're trying to do what's best for their respective parties. So the Cardinals say, we're trying to take care of the Cardinals. Not necessarily Murray. Murray saying we're trying to take care of us, not the Cardinals. It's bad, though. Uh, yeah, and, you, this, uh, it's, will, it's never going to truly changes. be all good. It's never going to truly it's be all good. It's just a matter of who's going out. You know, like, that's, like that's, this that's is... really the question. Who's going out? Money doesn't change you. It makes you more of who you already are. And if the Cardinals have reservations about Kyler Murray, either as a quarterback or as an individual, as a leader, as a face of their franchise, giving him more money and acquiescing to what he wants isn't going to change those things, isn't going to alleviate those concerns. Now, first and foremost, let me go. With, let me, this should go without saying for me and my 20 years of work. And my yeah. and my particular brand, but I'll man, say it anyway. Yo, man, yo, Woo! man, get your bread, get your bread, get your money, get your money. Like I will never begrudge a player for wanting to get his money. If that requires a holdout, if that requires an interview, whatever that is. Thank you for saying. I'm that. saying, at this position, as a franchise quarterback, you either know, or you don't. And if you don't know, then you kind of know. So as an organization, it should not be your negotiation with a franchise quarterback. If you're committed to him should not get to a point where his agent or the player and by extension, the agent feel compelled to take it to the streets. This is a bad look. Well, and even if they, if they ultimately agree, this will always be lingering. This negotiation will these hard feelings. You know how that works, Michael. There are certain things in relationships, certain things that you may forgive, but you don't forget. And you and you may well, move on. Well, you're not supposed you to. You may forget. move on. Right, don't but you forget. may move on, but it's it's, yeah. it's in the back of your mind. You're like, you know what? I remember when you said that. And we'll move forward amicably, but I remember when you said that. I remember when you did that. And it's gonna factor into something down the road. Just but a matter if you're of what thinking it that is. way. Well, let me just say this then. If you're thinking that way, then the, you know that's not a good marriage. Because good marriage. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know. Okay, because it's fine. You're not supposed to forget it. But if it's really a problem, counseling. I recommend counseling. I think it's great for everybody. Get some counseling, and then maybe you can go forward. So, uh, are are the Cardinals and Kyler prepared to go to counseling, or is it beyond that? This is the age. If it is beyond Kyler, that, if it's beyond that, why? why Kyler remains that? hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. I mean, okay, man. Like, look, do what you got to do. Again, that's that's not going to get it. 
That's not gonna cut it. You know, like, what? no organization is gonna respond favorably to you basically saying, hey, balls in air court, as if a negotiation in a two-way street. What does Kyler Murray think you know he deserves, given hey. they say you're only as funky as your last cut? He stunk right. the last game he played. Get your bread, get your money, but from a football standpoint, I could see why they might not be rushing to break the bank for this dude. Bruh, as, as an aside, for, for, you know, if I were a professional athlete, I know that's a stretch. If I were a professional athlete, you wouldn't even know my agent's name. Like, you ain't got, like, don't say, I don't want you out there. You know, I don't want a celebrity. I want you to work behind the scenes. I want you to get, get me as much money as possible, but shh, shh, don't speak for me. Don't speak for me. Don't go on the record. Don't talk to nobody. But this, but this, t- this just tells you where are the negotiations that the this is the next step. But, that, but, uh, but what has happened behind the scenes where an experienced agent believes that this is the wise next move. Okay. This ain't happening out of the blue. Clearly, clearly he was like, you know what? They've left us no choice. Oh, come on. Now, well, that's, that's a bad decision. That's a bad decision. I agree. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, Kurt Heelan from uh, Basketball, Pro Basketball Talk and NBCSports.com is here now. And Kurt, good to see you, man. Um, I am going to spare you unlike what I did last night. I was telling Michael Holly earlier that I wasted my precious time. My most valuable resource our time. I wasted my precious time watching a Lakers team that looked like it had better things to do anyway. So I'm not going to waste <laughs> much of your time if I could help it asking you about bad teams like the Lakers. Okay, let's talk about teams that are actually going places and I'm gonna start. Honestly, I'm gonna start with a team that we don't talk about enough because we feel like we know how the movie's going to end in the postseason. And that's the Utah Jazz, which won their eighth and ninth games, nine games yesterday, over the Michael Holly's Phoenix Suns, minus Chris Paul, but nonetheless, still the best team in basketball. Should we believe, is it still too soon, or do you have to believe it to see it? Or, you know, uh, as, as uh, Patrick Mahomes would say, you know, I, I'll see it when I believe it. Um, should we believe that the Jazz will be any different come playoff time? That it could actually take this momentum and transfer it into the postseason and go deeper than we've seen them go the last couple of years? I think they can, but like I, I'm I'm from Missouri on this one. They gotta show me. Like I've just I've been there, I've been down this road, I've believed in them, and I've been let down. And I'm not alone. Like I, I wasn't the only person who thought that this team has the roster to make a real run, only to watch them not make that kind of run, not make that 
not live up to the potential. And injuries have been part of it, and and they were certainly really banged up last year, and that was an issue. This has got to be the year. I, I still keep hearing around the league, look, you don't bring in Danny Ainge. Like, a new owner brings in Danny Ainge on top of basketball operations. That's not a we're standing pat move. Like, you, you, it's, he's, a, he's a gunslinger, so they're going to be doing something if this doesn't run right this year. And I, I think that they feel that pressure, but they're also a good team. I think they're one of those teams where, look, they don't have the margin for error that Phoenix does when Chris Paul is healthy or a healthy Golden State does. But I think they're the third best team, and I think they're one of those teams okay. where if things break a little right for them, they, they – they play good defense. They've got shooting. If, if Bogdanovich is playing well and hot and you get some good nights out of Clarkson and he's not too exposed in a playoff series and Donovan Mitchell plays like he did last year on one leg on two, two legs. Like, I think they can be that good, but I still don't know that their peak is as high as Phoenix or Golden State. So I kind of got a feeling yeah. it's going to be disappointing. And then welcome to the Danny Ainge show, man. Yeah, Michael, I just, I just don't want to make the mistake again of sleeping on the Jazz. Yeah, you know, trying, yeah, trying yeah, not yeah, to do I know. that again. Yeah, yeah, I know. We I know we did it last year, and you know, Kurt, you mentioned uh, a team that I've been curious about. And maybe this is not the right time to bring it up and bring up the Warriors after they blow a 19-point lead in the fourth quarter <laughs> to Dallas. But I look at them and I feel like, wow, out of all the teams in the West, I love Phoenix, but they've got they've got two extra boosts. Okay, one the the, the Clay the Clay Thompson booster, which is still kicking in right now. And then I, I said this to Mike a couple weeks ago. We never got a chance to talk about it. Kaminga. I mean, my goodness, this guy is starting to you can see it. You can see him starting to figure it out. Uh, he's coming on. He's coming on strong. Do you believe that the Warriors if you just had to call it right now are the Warriors all things considered the best team in the West? You know, you know what booster you forgot. Uh, they get Draymond, Draymond. Green back. Um, he, he's, yeah. he's, he's pretty good. Like, <laughs> they're 10 and 12. I mean, the 10 and 12 since he went down. Yeah, exactly. Their defense isn't the same. They were the number one defense in the league. He is the, he was on pace to be defensive player of the year, part because he quarterbacks that whole thing, right? Like he, he's, he's getting guys in position. He's organizing it. He's so vocal on that end. It drives it. So they get that back. I'm, by the way, I fell in love with Kaminga back at summer league when you just, you know, again, that's a glorified pickup game, but you could see the athleticism and they're like, Man, if he can start to figure it out, and I think a couple, couple people, including a scout I know, made a Kawhi Leonard reference with him that all the physical tools are there. But remember, Kawhi comes into San Antonio, and he doesn't have to be the man. They think obviously Parker and Ginobili and Duncan, like this is peak Spurs that he comes into. So Pop can bring him on a little more slowly and mold him into the guy that you know becomes the All NBA player and the Finals MVP. I don't know that Kaminga. I don't. I, that's a heck of a ceiling. Like, like I don't want to. I'm not going to put that on Kaminga, but it's the same type of situation. He gets to come in with all this athleticism and learn. And he was talking about it in. Uh, you know, I talked to him in uh, Cleveland at All Star. He was saying, "Man, I love being behind Curry, and I'm just trying to soak up and, and Thompson, all these guys. I'm trying to soak up everything I can from these guys and listen to them because they have so much knowledge." he could be really special in a couple of years. I don't know how much you're going to get out of him this year, except for a couple of real nice highlight dunks in the playoffs. But a couple of years from now, like that team could really transition into something. And I, I'm with you, by the way, I still think 
all things being equal, their ceiling is a little higher than Phoenix's ceiling. I just, because I've seen Curry and Thompson and Draymond do it. I just, I don't know if they're going to get there. Curry's, Curry's not completely out of that shooting slump guys. He's had some good games, but he kind of, he's a little up and down right now. Yeah. I still defer to Phoenix. Um, but in the West, though, staying in the West, yeah. let's talk about the team that beat him. I mean, look, Luka Doncic just wrapped up uh, or is wrapping up a month, calendar month statistically that only Oscar Robertson and Russell Westbrook have enjoyed, which is 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists for a calendar month. Um, we're waiting, we've been waiting on Luka for a few years now. So I'll ask you something of a two-part question for Luka and, both, and for the Mavericks, now that they've kind of like retooled a little bit. Um, is Luca playing his way into your MVP top five? We know who three of them are, presumably Giannis, Jokic, yeah. Embiid, and the other two are probably, you know, you're still figuring that out. Is Lucas playing his way into your MVP top five? And is this the year that Dallas goes a little bit deeper in the postseason, or deep at all? The case? first part of, yeah, yeah, the first part of that is on my like list right now. I, I have it exactly like that. There's a top three with, you know, like you said, Embiid. Antetokounmpo and Jokic in whatever order they end up being, and, and they're going to be on the ballot. And then it's Curry and DeRozan. And yeah, Doncic is in that mix now. Chris Paul was, and well, I'll say this, watching the end of that game against uh, Utah, you felt how much they need Chris Paul, right? Like yeah. how much he is yeah. glue at the end of games for them, and, and it keeps them like from making these Jay Crowder-like turnovers, right? Like it, That said, I, He's going to be in the mix. I don't, that slow start is really going to be kind of hard to overcome, but mm-hmm. he wouldn't be the first guy to overcome it and still get on the ballot. It's distinctly possible. He has been nothing short of brilliant. I'm still, is it just me guys? Like they still need one more. Like they, Field they line. thought Porzingis was going to be the number two. He's not that guy. I think they can make, I think they're capable of winning a first round series just because Doncic is capable of beating anybody on any given weekend. I'm always going to root for a Clippers Maverick series because man, those have been fun. Like, I don't know if we're going to get it this year, but I don't know that they can go much beyond. Like, they can make an upset in the first round, but I don't think they go anywhere beyond that. Only because I just don't think they have the depth on that roster yet. They've got to go find that number two, whoever that ends up being. Well, the reigning MVP looks like he's about to get his two and three uh, back pretty soon, uh, and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. How much are the Nuggets a sleeping giant in the Western Conference, especially the way Jokic is playing? What did he take five shots yesterday and he won by 32? Yeah. Did you see that cross-court pass that he just whipped over his shoulder into the far corner? He sees and makes passes that are just otherworldly, doesn't he? It's, it's insane. Um, yes, they're there, but I think they're falling into my Utah. Things have kind of got to break right for them, mostly because I just – what are we getting out of Murray and Porter? Is it 85%, 90%, 70%? Like, I don't know where they are. If it's 85-90, now that's a dangerous team. I mean, I I was among the people who might have picked them a couple years ago before Murray you know, tore the ACL. I mean, once they got Aaron Gordon, that offense was explosive, and, and they were defending well, and Jokic has become a better defender since then. Everything kind of clicks with them. That is a really well-built roster when it's healthy. I just, you know, we've all seen guys come back from ACLs, right? And you're like, there's physically coming back, and then there's mentally coming back and really trusting it and being able to kind of not think about it and push off and be the same player. I I don't know how long it's going to take Murray to get there and be the same explosive guy. How much is Porter going to be tender? You know, 
how careful is he going to be with his back? He's p- reportedly pain-free, but that said, on paper, they're right there with anybody. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to live up to that this year. Next year, yeah, next year is going to be interesting in the West. <laughs> the Clippers get their guys back and the Nuggets are healthy. It's suddenly a really deep conference again. That's so funny. I, you said that. I, I totally forgot about the Clippers guys. I forgot about Paul George. This is how short-sighted we are. I forgot about Paul George. Forgot about Kawhi Leonard. That's right. They're still Clippers. So you're right. I want to ask you about this. And there's something to be said for being there. When you're talking about a story and you're talking about, you're, you're a journalist and you're a storyteller being there. It just brings out different thoughts, different ideas. And I know you were in Cleveland for an all-star celebration, but also the 75th anniversary team and just yeah. seeing some of the clips of Michael Jordan talking trash to Magic Johnson. Put your shoes on right now. Let's go to the court and Kevin Garnett and, and Shaq and seeing all those guys. Was there anything? Was there a particular scene or a particular thought with seeing that whole collection of players that that just made you think of some things or, or view things differently? Just want just love to know your observations about them. It was so much fun to see all of them in one place and they genuinely seemed to enjoy being there. Michael Jordan, the famously competitive Jordan was hugging the guys and doing all this. And I, I think you saw it all weekend long. Um, they, a, a number of the legends were staying and the 75th anniversary team were in the same hotel as the media. And, you know, they were hanging out in the lobby and, and talking and reminiscing and just, you could see how much fun they were having going back down memory lane with this and just getting to see old friends. And it, it was really enjoyable to watch them have that experience. By the way, I'll give you the one insider, like maybe my favorite little quiet experience of the weekend. They do a media a hospitality after the game where there's just some food and beer and wine for media members. George Gervin walks up in his 75th, you know, blazer. And they're like, the security guard's like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't come in. You don't have a media credential. <laughs> we're about oh, six man. of us were like, no, no, no. George Gervin right. can go he's anywhere good. George Gervin wants to go. He's good. He's, good to go. he's with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll vouch. <laughs> right. No, that's dope. And, and, and listen, you can remind him of that for a long time to come. Um, we, uh, we were talking Imagine about Imagine not knowing who the early. Iceman is. How do you not know yeah, who the Iceman is? That, that, yeah, come on. That per- <laughs> yeah, that, that person must have been really young or not in touch with the uh, event that they were securing. Um, we were talking about the, uh, the Sixers earlier. I'll ask you like this, Kurt. Have you seen enough in two games um, from this Embiid Harden tandem to believe that not only will it work, but to believe that they are the new favorite in the Eastern Conference? Much as I love Milwaukee and their championship pedigree, much as I love what Chicago's done in a regular season, much as I love Miami's culture, and as much as I'm in love with the what ifs and the possibilities around Brooklyn, it watching Harden and and be play like they've been playing together forever and parade to the line. I got a hard time thinking anybody beating Philadelphia if they're healthy and 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 they actually figure it out. They still figured it out. No. I I don't want to get overhyped on this after two games, especially, you know, no, get overhyped. It's, it's, no, Kurt, get yeah, overhyped. I, and I, was about to, I was about to say, having said that, I look around the East and said the exact same thing. Who's better than them right now? Like, honestly, I mean, I can poke at holes and like, let's see how the defense holds up under better pressure and all. Who's better than them right now? Milwaukee's a 500 team since the first part of the year. And yeah, they'll probably bring it together because I'm again, championship pedigree they've been banged up what have you i still think they'll be there 
Miami is Miami, and I think they're better built for the playoffs. But nobody has looked as explosive as Philadelphia. And while I've got concerns about their defense with Harden out there, they get to start Matisse Stiebel. You've still got Joel Embiid backing the whole thing up. Like, I still think their defense is going to be good enough, and they can bring some guys. I just... I watched them for two games and I thought the exact same thing. I don't know who's beating them in the East because I haven't, like, there isn't a Phoenix in the East, right? There isn't a team where you're like, that's the bar. If, if we're going somewhere, we got to be better than these guys. I don't know who that is in the East. And Philadelphia, by the time we get to start of the playoffs, might be that team. They might be the bar. They might look like the best team because they certainly have the last couple of games. There's better tests coming up, but I mean, come on, guys. That, by the way, okay, well, 176 okay. points for Maxi, Harden, and Embiid combined for 176 points in two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so look, look, fellas, there's no Phoenix in the East. Uh, you're right, Kurt. But the East has a bunch of Memphis Grizzlies and Utah Jazz types, including Philadelphia. Now, you, you got Harden and Embiid, yeah, but okay, we've seen some duos. We've seen some duos in the East. Durant and Kyrie is a formidable duo. Giannis and Middleton, formidable. I mean, like Jimmy Butler games. and uh, but, okay, Jimmy Butler and Adebayo, or and and uh, and our guy coming off the bench, Hero. I mean, so it's not like Philadelphia is so much better. They're improved from where they were. They've gotten a lot better from Embiid and a bunch of guys. But I'm not sure. I'm so with the, you okay. guys where I just see them. Partner hyperbole. Partner hyperbole. Okay. I'm not saying that one of these guys is the other guy. But this is LeBron and Anthony Davis. That's what this group is to me. Like, forget about the part. Forget about the parts around yeah. the Lakers in the bubble. Okay. Or forget about okay. the parts around these Sixers. As a duo, you'd be hard pressed to find a better twosome than the possible, if not likely, MVP and a guy that, when he's engaged, is in the MVP conversation. Like, oh, wait a minute. Didn't find you say, somebody but, better but Mike, than But then you tell me you, you think Kevin Durant's the best player in basketball, right? Yes. When he, yeah, okay, when he's so playing, you, yeah. All right. So Kevin Durant's coming back next week. So we heard. So they say. A lot of mm -hmm. people say it though. Right. Uh Kevin mm -hmm. Durant Kevin Durant coming back next week and Kyrie. Okay. Right. Is, is that not Brooklyn a, could be interesting. Hard press that, but that, that's isn't that not, a better duo? That's not you could well, you could argue that it's on par, Kurt, but I'm saying you got Joel Embiid, who's a force unlike few others in the NBA right now, and you get a James Harden that's putting up a triple double and giving them an element that they didn't have from their point guard position when they were competing for the East with Ben Simmons. I just think those two elevate them in the same. That's why that's why I invoke Michael LeBron and Anthony Davis. Remember, if they if the Lakers had them healthy, whole different conversation at least for the last few years. This year, not so much. That's how I see it, Kurt, with like those two guys in particular, given their peak, I just I don't know that anybody can see those two, not to mention, to say nothing of the pieces around them. Yeah, by the way, I, my problem with Brooklyn right now is that they're not getting out of the play-in. By the time they get everybody healthy and back rolling, they're just not going to be able to get up, catch up to Boston at the sixth seed or whatever. Now you, like, like they get through the play-in, but now, man, you're on the road against, what, Miami or somebody good in the first round? Like, it's just a and long home, maybe without Kyrie. Yeah. yeah, I just it's a long road through, so I'm not totally buying that. That's where I, I come back to. I think Philadelphia has a real shot, and like I said, I, I just they've meshed better. I, I like the idea of LeBron and AD in the sense that like their games 
just, you know, peanut butter and jelly, right? right? They just went right yeah. together. I wasn't sure that was going to be the case here, but me too. They're up there running. They're up there running. Like, hey, Harden setting the picks, and they're running some like that pin down Chicago style dribble handoff stuff. They're, they're running stuff that both of them are working on. And when both of those guys are going downhill to the rim, they're as good as anybody in the league because they're both so physically strong. They're gonna draw fouls. It might not be that the over on free throws in their playoff yeah. games, but <laughs> the line forty times. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of time TV timeouts for uh, for ABC, but. I don't know how you stop them. I think that that team's defense, that team, the way they are rolling, I think they just, I don't want to say crush people, but I i don't know how you slow that combo down. And especially if Maxi's knocking down shots and Tobias Harris gets comfortable and Matisse Thibault's never going to knock down shots, but you could see in the last game, he's starting to figure out when he can cut and, and get to the rim. So like, as they start to piece together this whole thing, I just, yeah, they're going to be explosive offensively. And if they're just good enough defensively, that might be it. Well, I feel a lot better. I was telling Michael how much I was losing sleep over the reservations that I had about <laughs> how well they would fit offensively. You're infinitely smarter than me about Man. basketball, Kurt Healing. So I appreciate knowing that I was not alone in my skepticism. Uh, appreciate you making us better, man. Thank you so much for falling hey. through. Thank you, Kurt. Any anytime by eight. I went on national radio multiple times and said Brooklyn won that trade. So I'm yeah, I'm looking good right now. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey. There's still time. I, you know? <laughs> I agree. We'll, no, we'll I agree. There's still time. Yeah. No, you're time. right, though. You're right. They did. I think long-term and short-term could be different animals here. So we'll see. That might be, that might be it. That Listen, might be it. In a year, we can have a different conversation. When you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to be there, you're better when they're gone. Just from that, just from that angle, they're better. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, help me understand what Hugh Jackson is doing at Grambling. And you're talking to somebody, I've known Hugh Jackson for a long time. Um, And I was super excited to see him reemerge coaching maybe the most historic of the historically black colleges and university football programs in Grambling State University. I was super excited to see him get that opportunity. Um, but I'm looking at this Art Browse hire mm-hmm. and the defense of this Art Browse hire in the form of a press release released not from Grambling, but from Hugh Jackson's foundation 
And I believe that um, at least I got word from our, our guy Roland Martin that Hugh Jackson and yeah. Art Bryles are going to do an interview with Roland Martin uh, tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. I just am trying to figure out why this is the hill Hugh wants to die on. So Art Bryles, in case for some reason you just started paying attention to college sports in the last year or so, uh, Art Bryles oversaw, I shouldn't even say oversaw, because that would, that would suggest that he actually paid attention. He willingly, willingly took a blind eye to rampant sexual yep. assault at Baylor. Um, and he's been so toxic, so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Radioactive, that yeah, yeah. I think the best job he's gotten is in the CFL. And that didn't last long because of the, bla- the backlash. So what confuses me is how somebody like a Hugh Jackson who inserted himself into the conversation around Brian Flores' lawsuit about the plight of black coaches who mm-hmm. I believe went on a podcast recently and talked about black coaches giving other black coaches opportunities. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why this particular juice is worth the squeeze. Why Art Bryles is the guy you have to have at the expense of not just your credibility, but that of this prestigious university to where mm-hmm. its most famous alum, football alum, Doug Williams, famous living football alum, Doug Williams is like, I'm not touching Grambling with a 10 foot pole. So you've lost Doug Williams. You've never had the high road here. What exactly is this about? I get, there's got to be more to this story and more to this relationship because there are so many other coaches, black coaches and otherwise, that you could bestow this position upon, bestow this honor upon, give this opportunity to be offensive coordinator when you're an offensive coach yourself. Why does he have to have Art Bryles? That's to say nothing of how offensive it is for you to talk about forgiveness and redemption yeah. as if Art Bryles is somehow a victim. That statement was complete and utter bullshit. Disrespect intended. Disrespect right. intended. Okay. For them to talk about, oh, watch how you talk about this because it could it could cause some trauma to the victims as if hiring Art Bryles isn't traumatizing to the actual victims. Michael, please help me understand why is that serious? Why is that serious for you, Jackson, to hire Art Bryles? Because Art Bryles was a good coach. He ain't that good. Well, he ain't worth all of this. Things. He might be. He might be if you look at it from where Hugh Jackson sits. So number one, let me just uh, let me just take on the Doug Williams thing just briefly. Doug Williams has accepted paychecks signed by Daniel Snyder, right? Facts. True or false? Facts. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> hey, you've lost the moral high ground too, because you down with Daniel Snyder. And, and you have not openly rebuked him and, and talked about all the things that he continues to do. And Daniel Snyder is not asking for anybody's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, let, 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 so let's just put that off to the side before we start saying, well, how could you? How could you? Well, you got to think about what you're doing and what you're accepting, what you think sweep is, around, is Sweep fine. around your own front door yeah, yeah, before, yeah. before you try to sweep so, around mine. <laughs> so let's just quietly let's just quietly put the uh, Doug Williams piece aside. But 
you know, Hugh Jackson. No, that's, you, I, you that's a good point, but I won't. But that's a good yeah. point. That's a really okay. good point. Right, but I still right. think his criticism is is valid. That's a really good point. No, it, it's, it's valid. It's valid for that. It's valid for that situation. But then if you think about the whole picture, okay, what, what do we choose to criticize and what do we choose to ignore? I mean, Art sure. Riles was Age a coach at high school. You should actually, we should all say, wow. He shouldn't have been coaching high school ball. He shouldn't have been coaching high school ball. I mean, coaching a high school is is a little more questionable than quote coaching in the CFL. But I would say for for Hugh Jackson, the reason you're proud of him, and the reason I was proud of him, happy for him, I should say, happy for him to get this opportunity, because he was known as the guy who lost you know 31 out of 32 at one point in Cleveland, and and had four what four wins overall in Cleveland. His record was just awful, you know, terrible record. That might that might be one too many. That might be one too many. Yeah, yeah. To be with you. Oh, was it was it three? Is it three thirty something? Three thirty six and one. one. Yeah, I think it's three thirty six. Yeah, it's one. bad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's bad. Three wins. So a guy who's won three games and he is trying, he can't shake that. So what he's trying to do is win games. And Art Bryles is a good football coach. He may not have the best judgment. He's a good football coach. And Hugh Jackson but, okay. is trying to go in there. But I'm just saying, from a winning standpoint, he is not trying to. He, but here's why I, but here's why I can't buy into about that, Mike. Why? Okay, you, so you he's, can only win with Art Bryles. Like, let's say you're right. Probably, and let's say if we want, if we want to, best, if we want to do the game, he's probably where we the pick best and choose available that he can get at Grambling Market. He's no. the best in the okay. market. Okay. Well, he, okay, fine. Who's better? Well, from a coaching standpoint, listen, who's better? That's his job to either find somebody or. Elevate and develop somebody, which goes back to the black coaches conversation. I was just having, but he didn't but okay, want to do that. Let's say he's trying to but, win. But, it's not, but, but Michael, it's not worth. You don't win, but you can't win at all costs. I'm sorry. Whoever said win at all costs, there's a there's a threshold, there's a line, okay. And win at all costs, it's not it's not worth this because what are you losing? What are you losing in terms of the brand and the do respect feel- that this university has? There, are, you can't. You're not going to tell me that the difference between winning and losing at Grambling is Art Bryles. It's not worth this trouble, even if but, you but, want to forgive not, him. Even if you think everybody not, deserves a second well, chance. Well, it's not one even guy. Even if you think. Well, let me tell me this. But even if you think he got a raw, even if you think he got a raw deal, I'm, I'm saying hypothetically speaking, for argument's sake. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if you this. think he's paid his price, the, he got he lost his job at Baylor, and he's been ostracized long enough, and he deserves a second chance, and he's a good man, and whatever else you want to say. Even if you think that, just from a pure optics and PR standpoint, nobody's that good. Nobody's that good to warrant this. Do you think like somebody should say, "Hey, man, this backlash we're getting, like, are we going undefeated? Are we going to be Jackson State? Is that, is that what we about to do now? Are we about to are we about to take the college football world by storm? Is Art Browse really worth all of this? It's a hard pass for me." Well, let me ask you: Do you feel like Art Browse should never coach again? Because I, that, I mean, think- that's a that, that's I, I basically mean, that's what I'm position saying. You're, you're taking. Yeah, that's what that's more, the position more you're or less. And, and, like, should, should he be, should he be banned from coaching anywhere ever? Okay, maybe, maybe not. But you can come up with somebody else. There's somebody well, else okay, waiting for an well, opportunity wait minute, wait, that you well, can yeah, hire. You can always come, I'm sorry. Well, but see, but that's kicking it down the road. That's that's not answering the question. I'm not that's kicking like, it down the road. I'm saying well, he ain't worth the trouble. So if, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to infer, is he worth the trouble? saying he's not worth the trouble. No. Is he worth the trouble in two years? Is he worth the no. trouble if he says the Feel right? Feel free to so you think he should be that I'm so saying he, he shouldn't, shouldn't coach be, again. Well, you are. Feel free to infer because that. If, fine. That's if, fine. If, if it's not going to be, 
if it's not going to be better in two years, if it's not going to be better, sure, uh, sure. Via a statement, you need me to say the words. Hugh Jackson he should never coach again. Jackson's foundation. He should never coach again. I, I you want to hear me say the word? Well, he shouldn't coach again. NCAA. He should see, coach. The NCAA never said that, and Baylor didn't say that. Michael Smith is saying. So it, okay, right. So that's that's really where where we are. It's like, how much do you put on him? And I think in a lot of these cases. And I, I just want to be I want to be I want to give the series. I want to give the the subject the gravity the, the the depth and detail that it deserves. But I also want to point mm-hmm. out that at times we get to we look at the leader in this situation and we treat the leader worse than we do the perpetrators. Now he could have done something and he should have done something. But according to the NCAA, he didn't do anything wrong. According to the NCAA, he didn't do anything. He he was not. Uh, it, that's that's according to their verbiage. Now maybe let that's me give you, maybe that's I'll, ducking, I'll read it verbatim. Maybe that's picking and choosing. Listen to what they said. Go ahead and read. Yeah. It. No, no, you go and keep talking. I'm gonna find it. I'll find the exact quote because I okay. just read it earlier. But keep talking. So, I, I think for him, and this was uh, it was 2016, right? I think that's when he mm-hmm. uh, finally stepped away. 16 or 17. So we're talking about five or six years. We're talking about a guy who was, as you pointed out, tried to coach in the CFL. That didn't work out. Uh, another school tried to hire him uh, uh, two years ago. Uh, that didn't work out. That was squashed uh, by the higher ups. And then that head coach who tried to hire him uh, moved on from that institution. And now here we are in 2022, not trying to hire him as a head coach, but hire him as an assistant. With I'm sure with some conditions, Grambling's athletic director said you know, he was vetted. They did all the thing. They interviewed him. They checked his uh, his sources. They really uh, looked into the situation. They felt comfortable enough to bring him on as an assistant coach. At some point, look if you feel like he should never coach again, that's the end of the conversation. I don't think this is a guy who should never coach again uh, in, in college football or. Or even high school football. I don't think the we're at uni- that point. Univers- like he should. He should be out the of the University of Louisiana system has an April 28th vote. Just housekeeping uh, has an April 28th yep. vote. Uh, 16 member um, board, a majority approval uh, has to approve this by uh, April 28th. Um, that's not a given based on right. what I'm reading. Um, this is a news release from Baylor. In addition to broader university, this is May, 6, May of 2016. In addition to broader yeah. university failings, Pepper found specific failings within both the football program and athletic department's leadership, including a failure to identify and respond to a pattern of sexual violence by a football player and to report uh, to a report of dating violence. Fundamental failure by Baylor to implement Title IX. Um, Significant concerns about the tone and culture within Baylor's, Baylor's football program as it relates to accountability for all forms of athlete misconduct. Uh, the NCAA cleared Bryles and his coaching staff of violations, but said that the former coach, by the way, this is the NCAA we're talking about, said right, that NCAA, I know, the I coach failed to meet even the most basic expectations of how a person should react to the kind of conduct uh, at issue. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's it's just again. At a certain point, does it make people make a determination that such and such is not worth the trouble? 
Even if you okay, believe but, that Art but, Riles should co coach again, let him coach with somebody else. I think the backlash says yeah, it all. I, I think the response but, but I think, should have Hugh Jackson, his foundation, Grambling, everybody saying, is this really what we want? Is this really yeah, what, is, know, is this what we want for our university, our football program? Is it that serious to win football games? And if so, how many more football games are you going to win than Art, with Art Browse as OC versus Person X? You get the yeah, last word. We got know, Charles Wade. Gary, I, go ahead and roll the music, yeah, I boss. Just, I, I guess, ahead, I guess what, you know, what, I, what I'm really having a problem with, and I, I don't know Art Browse at all, and this, I have no you know, personal stake in it, but are we saying that, are we picking and choosing on who's redeemable? And of course. Who deserves? And who I'm not, deserves and I'm not even saying chance. that. I'm not even saying that facetiously. You're right. Yeah. I'm, thank you for bringing that back as we go to break. You're right about that, because whether it's sexual assault, DUI, dog fighting, whatever you want to call it, all of us have yeah. sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So you're absolutely right. There are plenty of times we forgive certain people for certain things. And other people, yeah, just, not, de depending on what, how good they are at their job. In this instance, yeah. I don't think our browse is that good to warrant putting up with this. Unless Hugh Jackson has I a think, debt that he owes of some I think, kind. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think Hugh Jackson is still trying to build a, a, a staff around him. And every hire comes back to 336-1. I believe that. Every single hire. Okay. Well... You're winning, you're winning at a cost, so good luck. So the uh, Packers will be playing uh, a game in London for the first time in 2022. And to promote them going to the UK, the Packers official Twitter account tweeted a uh, a Photoshop of several of the Packers uh, basically recreating the Be Beatles Abbey Road album cover, right? Uh, conspicuous by his absence from that promotion was one Aaron Rodgers, as Charles Robinson from Yahoo joins the program. Um, Charles, I'll put it to you quite simply. Given everything we've heard over the last week and change since we last talked to you, since we last did a live show, uh, is Aaron Rodgers going to be a Packer? Uh, is he going to be on another roster or is he going to be on the couch slash on vacation come week one of 2022? Really? This is the, this is the one you expect me to have the answer for right now. Yes. The, un, the unanswerable right now. answer. <laughs> right now. Answer oh, the question. Man. You're under oath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say this. I, I, I am reading the tea leaves on this one and I still think if you pay attention to the money, what makes sense to me is that they are um, working to keep him. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, David Bakhtiari uh, restructures his deal, their left tackle. Okay. Um, there's, there's everyone out there in the NFL believes that Devonte Adams is getting the franchise tag. These are the kinds of moves that I think, you know, um, are in preparation for a long-term deal. Now that's, uh, and when I say a long-term deal, I mean, there's going to be a lot of money. I think there's going to be voidable years if they get this done. And the Packers are going to try and open up a, a couple year window here. Now that said, uh, it's odd to me, frankly, that we're, we're right now 
about to head to the combine and this is still unresolved. And I, I talked to somebody, mm. a league source today and just sort of about what the spotlight's going to be on. And he said, just paraphrasing him here, but he was like, look, th- there's three of the top five, six, seven quarterbacks in the league are on the minds of 12 general managers. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> he's like between Rogers, Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, that's what everyone's going to be talking about this week. They're not going to be talking about the draftable quarterbacks. They're going to be talking about what's going on with Aaron's future. What the hell's going on with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and you know, what's going to happen with, with Deshaun Watson. When is that at? We're almost a year. Russell removed Wilson, too. Don't forget him. And, and Russ, it's interesting though, because Russ is the one that kind of feels like it's fallen behind those other three. I, I think it's just because it's sort of how did the dominoes stack up and, and the thought processes Rogers is the first one, um, mm-hmm. Watson and and Russ, and then eventually Kyler. But I, you know, with Kyler, I don't think anyone really fully expects anything's going to happen there. It's just will this get worse? It's getting very public, which isn't great for them. <clears throat> so, all but, right, Rogers, so, Rogers. Okay, so let me answer that question for Rogers. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be with the Packers. Um, however, I, I am. I have discomfort saying that because of the fact that we're still um, here at the, at the beginning the doorstep of March, we still don't know um, what exactly those plans are, but I fully expect the next 10 days in Indianapolis, the next seven days in Indianapolis, whatever it is, we're going to get the answer to that because it's the, the hand will be tipped one way or another. Yeah. All right. So as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, playing a game lights go out, and quarterbacks are with the teams that we know them to be uh, associated with. The lights come on. Sounds like they're going to have the same jerseys on. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to be at Green right. Bay. Kyler Murray's going to be with the Cardinals. Deshaun Watson. I feel like we keep saying he's going to go here. He's going to go here, but yeah. nothing happens. Maybe is he the most likely quarterback to change teams? And if so, where's he going? I guess he's the most likely, but he's also the one that, um, I spoke, okay, so I spoke with an NFC team that was very interested in him. And I got the question put to me. They called me and they're like, what's going on with this? Because they had had this, you know, uh, a hearing on motions and all this stuff. And, and this was a, a team that wanted an update. And I, and I said, are you still interested? Like, what's the deal? Does this mean you're interested? <laughs> and this guy was like, no, we're not interested. I'm like, well, why are you calling me? <laughs> like, why are you asking a question about this guy then? Um there's there's definitely a fascination out there with like how this is going to be resolved or if it's going to be resolved but everyone that you talk to that had any level of interest is saying the same thing it's completely nothing has changed like it's it's completely unknowable there are way too many um unknowns for anyone to make a move here so how does it really resolve itself it doesn't i i think you there's a there's a very real possibility that we will get into April. Now, the, the criminality, the end element of, of the grand jury, there's supposed to be an answer one way or another, I think, for Deshaun Watson's camp by April 1st. That's that's the expectation they have, okay? And, well, w- whether they'll find out whether or not he needs to plead to anything coming out of the grand jury. Um, once that's resolved, I believe, at least from what it looks like, how the court proceedings are going right now, that when, when they go through these all these motions, it sounds like at the very least, one of these um, civil suits is going to go into a courtroom. 
And when I say one, I mean the first one is going to get into a courtroom this offseason. It feels that way. Like it's really going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I even if you get past the grand jury, say Deshaun Watson doesn't need to plead anything, um, a team is still going to have to grapple with, okay, there's 22 of these. If one goes in, does that mean they're all going to go end up in court? Like, well, how is this going to go? Are any of these going to get settled? Um, it's, you know, so I just, I, I don't think there's a resolution there. I don't feel like any team feels safe in any way, uh, way, shape or form in, in dealing for Deshaun Watson right now. So he's, I think there's a possibility he could be on that roster until the draft again. Charles, I'm so jealous, man, because uh, after this, you're going to record a podcast and you're hitting a road for Indy. I just think back to our memories, those nights walking, <laughs> those frozen Indianapolis streets at the Combine, um, yeah. which is about the draft prospects. I mean, it's really an NFL convention and so much league business gets done in terms of trades and free agents or whatever, but it's supposed to be about the prospects, many of whom choose not to work out. I saw Evan Neal from Alabama is not going to work out. I think I saw uh, Matt Corral's not throwing. Uh, Derek Stingley's not working out, but I don't even want to talk about them. Are you ready to talk about players? There's one player I'm fascinated by, and this is the pl- this is my favorite player of this draft. We Tell you right now, Michael, I'm going to be is. no. You, you, who, who you think it is? Who you think it is? Oh, it's not. It's not our guy. Okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about uh, Thibodeau. Kmart? No. Well, I love Kmart yeah. Thibodeau, but it's, that's too easy. Are you? If, I don't know if you're prepared. If you're not prepared to talk about this, Charles, that's fine. Just do me a favor and gather as much intel as you can from India about it. But I am okay. most fascinated about how high Matt Areza, a.k.a. the point, the, the punt god, is going to go. That's my favorite player in this draft. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, yes, I am nerding out over a punter. I would gladly take that sucker in the second round, if necessary, to oh. ensure that I get him. So I want to know what GMs are saying about wow. pun, the punter and where he might go. That is the player it's that I'm most five. excited about this entire round draft. Five. Too four late. He five, won't be there. Five, he won't be five. there, Michael. That's why I was a better franchise player in Madden than you were, because he won't be there. If you want him, you got to take him, yeah. Charles. What are you hearing I about will, the point guy? N- nothing. I mean, I, <laughs> sorry, I, got, <laughs> I mean, I will ask the question. I mean, is he like, working? I, is he lifting? Listen, what if he lifts listen, out of his mind? I, what if he runs a ridiculous 40 for a punter? What if I he got like was, vertical for a punter? I didn't know I was going to have homework <laughs> assigned to me <laughs> in today's show, but that's fine. I'll ask. I mean, there's no, there's no question. That's it. That's, you know, that's interesting. We'll see, but no, I've not had any conversations about the punter. I tend to focus. You should. You should. The top no, you should. Let me the tell you something. Top. We're talking about, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers' future in part because of what freaking special teams one third of the yeah. game, or at least it yeah. used to be Michael. This dude no, flips the field. No. We're talking about, we, you know why we're talking about? Fine. You know why we're talking I'm about Aaron Rodgers' myself. future? We're talking about Aaron Rodgers' future because Aaron Rodgers didn't play well. No, because he didn't play well in the NFC Championship Well, that game. too. Well, that too. Uh, that I mean, too. I'm, I'm sorry, in the divisional round. He didn't play well yeah, in the divisional that round. That's why we're talking about his future. He needs to play better. And uh, Which reminds me, just real quick, Charles, on, on Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that, I, I feel like they've done everything they can. This is a switch for me. I really feel like the Packers have done a good job of surrounding him with what he would need to win a championship. Is there, are they missing anything? Is there, is there another layer that they can add to make things better for him? Because I think they've done everything. What do you think? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, look at uh, look at Cincinnati, right? Like, how does Cincinnati end up in in the Super Bowl? 
right? Uh, look at the skill positions. Would you take Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins over Aaron Jones, uh, Devontae Adams? Okay, those two are great, right? And then who else? Two Dylan. other guys, right? I mean, okay, Dylan. Dylan's a, that's a rotation. So I'll, okay, we can include yeah. him. I, I'm just, I'm, you know, can, is there an argument to be made that there are some other, you know, teams of better skill position players than, than Rogers or is Rogers elevating some of these guys? Um, you know, that's a, that's an argument to be made, but um, as you Rogers said, don't get hit nowhere near as much as Joe Burrow does for a counter argument. He, he doesn't. That's, that's right. true. But I also think Rogers is, you have to give him some credit for that. You know, he knows, he knows to get the ball out really fast. He play you know, the way he plays. I'm just he, saying the Packers you know. have built a complete team. Like, I mean, they, they I, invest I, their I, resources. Look, they were the corner, one, right? look guys, know. they were number one seed in the NFC. Okay. Like exactly. you're number one seed exactly. in the NFC. You had the road through your house, right? That's all we talked about. Get the road through Lambeau, right? Oh, Lambeau in January. Yeah, man. Like, and then you lose just, like, to, to a, you know, to the 49. Like, come on. Like it's, what is it? So yo, my, my math, you're, make sure my math is right. Is it 39 and 10? The last uh, three years sounds about right. 39 yeah. and 10. So hey, enjoy the combine. I'm there with you in spirit. I will live vicariously through that you. should come. And tell me about that come? reason. Come. Why uh, don't you guys come to the combine? We can. We, hey man, you know, we sit, that's, yeah, that's man, above man, our pay grade. Hey, well, above we didn't our plan. Pay grade. We didn't plan. It's ridiculous. It's, 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 don't it's count a, us out a, yet. It's a cheap ticket. <laughs> okay, I may sneak up. Can I crash with you? Can we sleep head to foot? Charles? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's too and much. I'll clean up after myself. I'm a very neat house guest. All right. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.